Hi, Arrow. It's Amy. Hey, well, I, man, I'll tell you what. You would love it down here in the Carolinas bike riding in today because it is crystal clear and 18 degrees. Really? Yeah. Let me tell you something. Are you are you in Charlotte? I am. I love Charlotte. I spent a lot of time down there working um, on Homeland. Yes, you we did. shot the first like I don't know three or four seasons in Charlotte. <laughs> oh, we we still talk about that in Charlotte. Oh, you guys know about that? Okay, we, we didn't sneak in and sneak out. It's, it's known. <laughs> you know, you know. The thing is, once once word got yeah. out to the radio stations where where you guys were, where you, you were having lunch and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it, uh-huh. it, it was just one of those things that we talked about on the radio. Really? Did 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 you know that we were at the South Park Mall a lot of times? <laughs> we we always saw you over at the at, in the South End area. That's that's where everybody kept yes. saying that you guys were. Yep, that's where they were because you know they pick the, the production picks a hotel and then you know they they you know for I, I was a recurring actor on that show in those seasons, so I would fly in and out and be down for a week or two weeks or three weeks. I would always be in a hotel near the South Park Mall, so inevitably. You know, we would end up, you know, going, you know, you have to, you know, go to Sephora or go do whatever, go do an errand. But there was a really beautiful, like, little development with, like, a few, there was, like, a French restaurant. There are a few beautiful restaurants. I forget what it was called, but it was right there, right there near, like, the Marriott, the South Park Marriott. We would go there all the time. Lovely. Oh, mm-hmm. oh my God. Well, that whole area has changed so much since you guys were filming. I mean, even even South really? End, you wouldn't recognize it. I mean, they've they've decided to start building the big tall skyscrapers in that area. So it's like, oh my God, it's looking like a big city now. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Oh wow, wow. Okay. Well, hopefully, I'll get down there again soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Your movie, Founders Day. People are going to watch this. Or they're going to try to figure it out, and they're not going to get it right because it, it shocked me. It did? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I you know, and I, I want to go back and watch it again because I want to see what, where the Easter eggs are, where it where it points to the people that bring all of this together. Yeah, it's a really fun, uh, I mean, I, I love this movie because it kind of matches up a few genres mm-hmm. and it's definitely a whodunit. The whodunit angle is really, really fun. And, you know, when I read, even when I read the script the first time, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I had to kind of go back and figure out what was going on. So you got to pay attention. You got to lean in. We love that. That's right. And once again, I've got to go back and watch it because it, there, there's got to be some signs of, of what takes place, especially when it, when it comes to, you know, everything from the election to the drama to the, to the, to the real fear that I had because it's like, you know, this, this could be something that could actually happen. Um, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that you fi- found it grounded in reality because that makes it, you know, it brings it closer to home that way. Because people will still put on their, their town festivals no matter what. It doesn't matter what's going on around them. Hey, there's a there, there's a mass killer around. OK, we're still going to put this festival on. Exactly. There's a tragedy. But, you know, life, life has tragedies. So, you know, we have to pull pull ourselves up by our bootstraps or whatever and just keep going. And so, yeah, that's that's kind of how the that's my character's attitude towards the initial, you know, drama that's happening. Like we still have to have our town festival. Let's come together and unify and yep. everything's going to be fun. Hey, I'll tell you Until what, it isn't. <laughs> the, the music is a huge part of this movie. I mean, as an actress, do you know what songs they're going to select? Oh my gosh, I'm so happy you said that. Um, no, I know. When we're working on the film, their music is like so far down the road that we're not even thinking about that. Um, maybe occasionally a director will share something they want to do with you. Um, but no, 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 that's much later in post-production. Wow. Um, even, you know, this is like a side note, but when, when we're making a movie and there's, let's say, a dance scene, like at a high school prom or something, generally there's 
not, you know, and, and, and if it's a scene where people are talking and there's dialogue, they don't even have music playing. Like production will play music for the whole gang to start dancing and then they shut the music off yeah. and you keep dancing to nothing while you're doing the dialogue. So, and then they put the music back in later in post-production. So, yeah, so that's how that works. So no, we did not have music with us on when we were filming and we didn't I didn't know what they were considering. But I do think it like it really adds to the to the 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 suspense and the fun of it. Coming from your creative family, a musical family, I mean, does that how important is that to you to make sure that when you're, you know, working on music for different things that it's like, okay, no, no, it's 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 got to help tell the story. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. Yeah, my brother uh, Mick Hargraves is a musician. Uh, and, uh, we, yeah, we talk about that a lot and I've, you know, I've, I've flirted with the idea of, um, you know, I have a couple of ideas in the back of my mind of making a movie of my own and, you know, having my brother add some music to it. So it's, it's something that I've been thinking about. Um, but I'm just, I'm so glad you recognize the importance of, of music to this, to this project. It's, uh, it really came together so well. <laughs> was, it, was it treated like an independent film in the way that you've got to get in there and make it happen? We're going to take fewer shots? Oh, my gosh. Was it treated like an independent film? Hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it is, it is, this is like very, I mean, I, it, what's, what's fascinating about this, the Bloomquist brothers are so smart and so um, dynamic. They're kind of like, you know, you've heard of a one man band. They're like a two man band. They do it all. Um, this is definitely like an, uh, sorry, this is, this is an independent film down to its roots. There's no studio anywhere near this project. We shot in, I think, I don't know, maybe 14 days. Wow. Um, and yes, we did not shoot a million takes. This was not a David Fincher movie. Um, but the way that they work together, Eric is the director and Carson was his co-writer, uh, Carson Bloomquist and Eric Bloomquist. Um, when Eric and Eric acts in it as well, when Eric is on camera, Carson is kind of on set paying attention to what's going on to kind of be a second set of eyes for him. Um, and they shoot for the edit. They know, they kind of work as one mind together and they edit the film together as well. And so when we are shooting, if we've got it and they know we've got it, we're moving on. There's no time. We don't have to shoot nine takes. We'll shoot two takes if that's what it, if they, if they see it, <laughs> they know we've got it, then we're moving on because also, yeah, we don't have time. We're shooting, you know, 10, 12 pages a day sometimes, which is quite a lot. See, I like that about the independent films. And the reason why is because it's like being live on stage. When, when you're on that stage in New York, you don't get a second take. You got to keep going no matter what. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's really fun because you have to bring your A game. You know, going into a project like this, that like there's no time to like you're not finding it in front of the camera. You better show up on the day with your, you know, with your lines really, really, really well learned and you know what you're going to do with the with the scene or have a great idea of what you're going to do with the scene and then just drop in and get it because there's no there's no time to mess around. This is this is a big part of your life, isn't it? The acting. I mean, I mean, it is your life. It is. That's my yeah. job. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I love it. And I'm really grateful to be, you know, have been a part of, of, of this world and be able to make a living like this for so long and, you know, and have so many, so many interesting projects under my belt. I've been really fortunate. But see, you don't treat it like a job or at least we, we're not feeling it when we see you that, that, Oh, this is my job. <laughs> you know, it, to me, it's like, I'm, I'm here because I just like sharing. I I've got the passion to give to people. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is that is how I approach it. And it's true. It's not like I don't wake up every day and go off to a factory. Thank God. I'm really I'm so fortunate. Um, but, you know, that doesn't change the the commitment um, and the um, and the drive behind it. Um, but, yeah, there is a lot of passion because, you know, it's not all it's not you guys see the end result. You yeah. see a oh, great founder stays out or Homeland is a big hit or 13 Reasons Why, you know, is doing so well. Um, but there's so many there's so many jobs that I don't get you know there's so many things that I want to do that I don't get a chance to do so when um or or projects that you do in good faith but that don't come together the way you imagined and then don't really land with the audience so when we do have a a project like this like Founders Day which you know I mean we're, we're opening this weekend but our festival run has been great and fans are really loving it. Um, it really kind of threads a needle between a lot of different genres and people really are having a, a blast with that. You know, it's, it's funny. It's a, it's a dark satire. Yeah. It's suspenseful. It's a whodunit like you had mentioned. So, you know, to have a project like this, that's really landing with critics and audiences um, is special. So we're, we're really excited and we're really happy to celebrate this. And the fact that we did this outside the studio system kind of on our own as a real, real indie just makes us all the more proud. See, that's what I like about modern day technology is that people are able to do that, to be able to go out with their own equipment, do their thing and then piece it together mm-hmm. and then sell the monkey, man. Just get rid of that monkey and let's, let's put it in a theater. It's true. We wouldn't have been able to do this, you know, I don't know, 30 years ago or something. But, you know, to, to have, you know, Eric and, and Carson Bloomquist, these young guys like shoot themselves, shoot this themselves and then, you know, edit this themselves. And this whole this whole social media campaign we're doing is kind of like yeah. coming you know, organically from the inside of the film as well. Um, it's pretty impressive and it's and it's relatively new. Yeah, you couldn't do this 30 years ago. How has it changed you in, in the way that is because I mean, I've, I've been in radio for 44 years and I, I still remember wow. playing 45s and albums and it's like <laughs> I never want to go back to that again. What's an album? Yeah, Grandpa? right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> As I put an album on my turntable. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's so funny? Though? I respect that album more today than I think I did as a kid because when I put it on the turntable here, it's like the richness and the full, the fullness of of, of music right there in front of me. It sure sounds different, doesn't it? Yeah, it and there's does. something. There's something, you know, I, I tend, I live in New York city. My, I'm very, my speed is fast. You know, I generally go, 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 go. But when, um, and I, I used to get frustrated putting an album on, you know, in the last year or so, because it takes a little time and then it plays, you know, one side and then you got to go flip it over. (laughs) And I've realized, Oh, Amy, this is actually a good thing because you need to slow down. You need to take a deep breath and enjoy the process of that and touching the album and flipping it over and the needle and listening. And it's, it's a different experience. You're right. And I, and I, I'm, I'm kind of going towards that a little bit more in my old age. I got to slow down. I got to slow down. <laughs> I was, I was on this big kick and I still am. I, I I'm looking for boredom and people go, why are you looking for boredom? It's the only place that is slow. Everything else is going too yes. quickly. Yes. You know what I'm talking about then. That's I exactly I what do. I mean. Yeah, it's important for us to just do a little bit less or do it a little more thoughtfully, do it a little slower. And, uh, you know, I think it's better for our health, you know. Oh, you're so right about that. Not to get all touchy-feely about it, but I think it's important. Well, I mean, it's already the 17th of January. That means we're halfway to February. I don't don't understand how this is even happening. It's only 10 days till my birthday. Oh! (laughs) That's awesome. What are your plans? What do you got planned? 
Um, just my boyfriend and I are going out for a nice dinner. You know, it's, uh, I like quiet things. Yeah. I'm not, uh, going wild and crazy. You know, it's, it's coming off the holidays and new years. And, and, and I did a play in the fall up to right up to Christmas here in New York. And now, you know, promoting founder's day, I just, I'm going to be ready to just kind of hide out and watch some movies. And we're going to go to a nice restaurant around here and, and just take it easy. Wow. Since you are so involved with the, with the live stage and with all the different productions, mm-hmm. especially with this movie founder's day, how do you have yeah. the, the, the ambition to return to just Amy, because there are many times I have to catch myself in the way of going, stop acting. You need to be you right now. Do not be an actor. Wow. That's a great question. <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah. I mean, does it, I think it comes back to what we were just talking about of like slowing things down and doing things more mindfully and more yeah. intentionally. Um, I do do yoga every day. I find that um, just, you know, being in touch with my body and, and it's, it's, it, it just helps me focus on myself and yeah. relax. I'm a big fan of sleeping. <laughs> I know I'm going to, people are going to say, Oh wait, she sounds a little depressed. No, it's not. It's not about that kind of sleeping. It's more like I will go to bed at 10 o'clock at night and stay in bed till seven in the morning. Yeah. You know, I want, I want a really good night's sleep. So, and I, I bike a lot. I think, you know, focusing on, you know, calming myself down, slowing myself down, you know, being in touch with my body, stretching myself out really helps me kind of undo in between projects. And especially this, this play that I just did in the fall, in the, you know, fall into the winter um, was very emotional. It was all about, you know, death and grieving. Mm. And it was really hard to, to go into that every night. You know, when you're ugly crying on stage for 15 minutes every night, it's, you know, it's kind of weird. Mm. It's strange to your body. So um, you know, I'm kind of gentle with myself and try to give myself an, uh, an opportunity to kind of relax and find myself again. You, you talk about yoga. My meditation is through a, a form of yoga called Nidra. And and nid, oh my God, have you have you jumped jumped oh. into that? Nidra is at the end. No. Of, well, that that's what takes place at the end where you you go into calm and stuff, and where where you're supposed yes. to just bring your body down. Well, that actually is a kind of like shavasana. Yes, yes. And yes. and with the chakras and everything, what happens is is that if you take the time to study what that is and how it breaks down your thinking process, it's like why didn't I have this before? Why does it have to be just a resting period in class? Okay, interesting. So it's kind of taking that moment and turning into like a bigger meditation. Big, deep. I, I mean, deep. I love that. Do you do a mantra, or are you just I do. With I do. I've got to. I've got to start with my intentions. What is my intention today? Uh-huh. And, and so then, basically, you get your mind clear, and then when you go into the nidra, and then you 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 cannot be in there because one of the hardest things about meditation: the voices. Get rid of the voices. You got you've got to center yourself. Yeah, calming, back. calming your little brain down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but when you start, I can totally relate. Yeah, keep going. I was saying when you when, the thing is is that when when you start reading about it and studying it at like a martial art, what happens happens is then you start understanding what's happening to you and you think you love dreaming now oh my god wait until you do nidra and 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 it it allows you to travel that way really you noticed it in your like sleep your sleeping self very much affected by this that's amazing very much how long have you been practicing I've been a martial artist since uh, 2002 and so i'm a third degree black belt so the meditation has been a part of me since that time period that's fantastic. I'm going to have to look into that because it does it does sound like kind of a natural next step, you know, yeah. after, you know, what, you know, the, my, my yoga practice. You know, what's funny is um, I find biking to be kind of meditative as well. Yes. Like I, 
I kind of lose myself. I mean, not, not as intense or profoundly, let's say, but um, I do find it kind of resets my brain in a different way. I'm able to kind of empty it out and just kind of be, be one, <laughs> whatever, whatever helps, you know? That, that's what I love about being creative. I think because being an artist on that stage or just listening to music mm -hmm. is to me, that's just another form of, of lifting off to another level. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because if you're not listening and just if you haven't dropped everything else away and listen and listening to the person who's speaking to you on stage, then you're you're not in that moment. You know what I mean? And you just have to fully give yourself to what's happening in front of you, which is it's a beautiful thing. Wow. Well, congratulations on Founders Day. Happy birthday, Amy. Yes, early birthday. Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate you uh, talking talking about Founders Day with me. We're really excited to to share this with the world. Oh, please come back to the show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you. I'm going to watch out. I'm going to just show up on your doorstep. Let's make it happen because there's a lot of great places to eat over there at South End. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. Be brilliant. Thank you. Take care.